88 FM. If you will it, it is no dream, were the famous words of Theodor Herzl. Continue the legacy of the founders and leaders of Israel by leaving a bequest or an endowment fund for the people of Israel through the United Israel Appeal. For more information, contact UIA on 9272-5533. Listen to the Israel Connection on JA Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia, every Wednesday from 4 till 5pm, repeated Fridays from 1 to 2pm. My name is David Schulberg, and for the past seven years I have been bringing you a probing weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. Welcome and a big hello to J-Air listeners in Melbourne. We are live from London. Every Sunday morning with the London Beat. Warren Wills presenting for you the London Beat. Chat and arts all coming to you live from London. London Beat. I'm Lily Steiner and I would love you to become a member of J-Air. Love that you're listening, but join up and encourage your friends to join too. It's only $54 a year and it helps us keep the station on the air. You can join on our website www.j-air.com.au You are listening to J-Air, 88FM. You are tuned into the Havel radio station everyone loves. J-Air88FM. On air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And online at j-air.com.au.
And a huge warm welcome to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat. And yes, it's the gravelly, broken, lost, Barry White almost, um, missing voice of our presenter and broadcaster Warren Wills, 88FM London Beat, J Air. This Sunday as we head to uh, Halloween and we head into November, two months remaining in the year. We will only do positive news today because we're an art show and that's what we do. We're into social inclusion, we're into grassroots and community stuff, making the world a better place through arts and my god, do we need that now? And uh, we are really here to uh, respect and um, and share whatever we can with all people and huge call out to JB Jordan Brown doing the heavy lifting and a huge call out to those who are working tirelessly uh, on all fronts to actually do what they can to bring peace, um, whether it be a call out to Ron Finkel or J.F. John Founden over in London. I don't need to mention to anyone the, uh, <laughs> the ongoing seismic tectonic events that have affected uh, the geopolitics of the world, never mind all the, uh, the earth issues that have gone on this year, but... We are here at London Beat and we are here to celebrate life and the arts. And indeed, on the 24th and 25th of November, we are doing just that. We are doing the Night of Building Bridges. It was initially going to be the Night of Broken Glass, but I think we've had enough of broken glass just at this moment. It would be remiss and insensitive, I think, to plough on regardless. And I think it far more important and pressing that we look at this idea of the Night of building bridges and what it should be is to honour and celebrate humanity uh, most of all and empathy, empathy and human compassion and courage and by God there's been some incredible courageous feats that will be honoured um, and most of all friendship. Well, let's bring together all our different groups um, whether they be different uh, national, ethnic, linguistic groups, groups of differing abilities, whether they be different religious groups. And yes, we will all work together. We will have fantastic concerts. It's happening November 24th and 25th. And it was great uh, yesterday to actually do some stuff, in spite no voice, with our friends from Tongji, the Shanghai University Alumni Association, who were working with us on with this fantastic story about Ho Feng Shen. And we went off to SBS and we did our very best on that. And that was fantastic. Fantastic. So huge call out to all our friends from uh, Chongji and a huge uh, call out to um, Gigi, who I met yesterday, and Blind Sports and Arts, who have been so fantastic and supportive of many projects coming up um, next year, which is hugely important, I think it's fair to say. And a huge call out to all of our friends in London. It was great to be in London, uh, albeit it wasn't very much time, two weeks, but we'd certainly crammed. It was great to see friends and family, great to see old friends, uh, aptly named the Stephen Sondheim Love Letter, produced by Cameron McIntosh, starring Bernadette Peters, Janie Dean, other tremendous talents. What a fantastic, what a fantastic, uplifting 
performance that was a huge call out to Mandy Simons doing fantastic stuff over there as well we must must believe that we are here in the pursuit of peace and as I keep saying if only peace caught on and swept on like a contagion a wildfire like fear does and the amount of fear mongering well we won't even go into that but listen without our, without our health and our wits and, our, and peace we got now so let's face it and it was great to see our ocean at the end of the lane whilst we were in London uh, and it was very funny being in London in October and of course which is the new summer now that I'm armed with that knowledge I will certainly be going out uh, with my mankini and uh, suntan cream every October but certainly that is what it's about we will certainly be there um, October and a huge call out to Alan Kogosovsky doing fantastic stuff he's doing a fantastic performance tonight as it turns out uh, when this is broadcast including Beethoven's Sonata, The Tempest, which is gorgeous. Looking forward to seeing one of my old pieces for many years in London, did Lady Day at Emerson Bar and Grill, which is an incredible, incredible piece of writing by Lady Robertson about Billie Holiday, Lady Day herself, and Dawn Hope, with whom I had the great pleasure of working with around London, was a sensational Billie Holiday. Looking forward to going seeing and reviewing that, uh, presented by the Melbourne Theatre Company this Wednesday night. Something to look forward to. And who can complain... As a long-suffering Spurs supporter, Ange Ball, yes, Tottenham Hotspurs, five points clear at the top of the table. What can we possibly say about that? Well, if the season ended now, that would be a fine thing. But uh, such incredible display, undefeated, and... Um, Certainly worth a good look. Certainly worth watching. So yes, there's plenty to celebrate when it comes to the arts. Yes, I know it's set against a backdrop of parlous times. I'm not trying to be dismissive or insensitive. But let's face it, if we spent our time glued only to news broadcasts, and uh, we would sink deeper and deeper into what has been, um, I mean, it's melancholy, it's, it's tragic beyond tragic. And the hysteria that accompanies it and the fear-mongering I, I don't know what to say. It's so incumbent upon all of us to, to put down whatever these grievances are and simply to recognise that solutions do not lie in further bloodshed. Surely they lie in working together with respect, as I say, in friendship, for goodness sake, um, you know, at a grassroots level to do what we can to improve the world, and we certainly shall. We are going to go through a fantastic show again today. I'm so sorry I have no voice. A huge call out to JB Jordan Brown doing the heavy lifting over there. He said, this man's life has changed in so many ways. I remember at the start of the year he was going to become a choir master, but there we go, he's navigated himself through some rather interesting times and nonetheless a great friend of the show, uh, as are so many people. But please put November 24th and 5th into your books. November 24th, it's a Friday night at 7 o'clock. We will be doing our the night of building bridges as we will be on the 25th it's a saturday at 3 p.m and 7 p.m please look out for that uh wishing you only peace and as i say we are here to champion honor and celebrate humanity empathy courage and friendship sounds like a pretty reasonable uh, a dose of uh, advice um not that i am in any position to offer anyone advice but uh Let's look out for it. Anyway, let's pause for some music. You are, of course, listening to this week's edition of The London Beat.
And a huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of The London Beat. And as I am bringing this uh, missive to you from northern Kazakhstan, sitting in a sukkah with the British ambassador to Kazakhstan, the Honourable Kathy Leach. Hi there. Welcome to the show, Kathy. How on earth does someone get appointed to come out to Astana and then furthermore even make their way out to Burubai? Well, it's one of those um, long stories, but essentially you join the foreign office, you become a diplomat, you travel the world, and because I did Russian at university, uh, Kazakhstan was uh, an obvious an obvious location, so very fortunate to get a job in a part of the world I love, um, uh, now learning Kazakh as well as as well as Russian, um, and, and having a wonderful time. I think you're being very modest when you say learning, because I've just heard um, the ambassador make an introductory speech to a mural that was unveiled, which was uh, quite exceptional, seemed quite fluent as far as I'm concerned. Now, we are in an incredibly beautiful part of the world, and I notice there are hundreds of thousands of pine trees, mm-hmm. all the same height, mm-hmm. all equidistant paint in this forest. Is it a joy for you to be posted to a place like this? Did you have any say in the posting, and how are you finding it here? So you always have a choice. Uh, I think in the old days you'd get the phone call from personnel saying you're off to, I don't know, wherever. Right. But, but nowadays you, you, you make the choice. And I and it was a very deliberate choice for me, as I said, because I've I've lived and worked in this region before, not in Central Asia, but in kind of wider, wider sort of Eastern Europe, Eurasia. Um, and uh, and I think what's not to what's not to be interested by Kazakhstan? It's the ninth largest country in the world. Um, it's got this amazing history, this nomadic tradition. As part of the Soviet Union, um, it it went through um, the people of Kazakhstan went through some extraordinary times, um, uh, both good and bad. Um, and and now, 30 years, 32 years on from independence, they've built an amazing country. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm very minded of the fact that I was here last year in uh, Almaty doing a festival here, uh, doing a piece about Chinggis uh, Khan's long-suffering, devoted law wife, Borte, <laughs> who was one of the original feminists in a certain extent. And um, it's sort of a, it become a magnet and a melting pot for all kinds of things, from spiritual um, reasons. We had the Pope coming here. There was an international faith alliance. Um, what's happened to Kazakhstan in the last four or five years? It's created this kind of vibe of it being a central hub. I think it has. Well, because it is a kind of mm. a central crossing place, actually, mm. between Europe and Asia and um, and part of the, the Silk Road in the south. Uh, uh, but also, I think, again, it's more recent history. Um, it's been a home for lots of different populations, um, some who've chosen to come here, some who've been forcibly deported. Um, but it's it's welcomed everybody. And, and I think now what you do have is is a, is a very hospitable country with lots of influences from, from, from all over from north, south, east and west uh, and and a very deliberately multi-faith, multi-ethnic, multicultural culture um, that that wants, wants everyone to feel comfortable. I must ask you, and I'm quite sure you do a lot of stuff um, pushing and promoting British uh, commerce industry uh-huh. things here, uh-huh. but we're an arts show, so um, I'm just wondering, tell us a little bit about the kind of thing that Britain has to offer in terms of mm-hmm. culture and art that uh, you're involved with about bringing out to Kazakhstan, and particularly looking to your crystal ball for the next 12 oh, months. So. Yes, well, I, um, we 
I'm really glad to say that we have the British Council here, who of course are our, our arts, culture, English language, education uh, organisation, and um, and they've got a really proud tradition here of I think of at least 20 years of doing a whole bunch of different things. I mean, the, the thing I'm really proud of in the last few years has been a project called Creative Spark, which has uh, been about trying to help uh, universities and and um, and other institutions kind of create courses to develop creative entrepreneurship and and also create those kind of ecosystems to to help artists come together and support each other so um, that I think has been a really a really uh, great step and last week actually I was in Almaty where they vote um, at uh, De Montfort University which has a new campus in, in Kazakhstan they've opened a creative hub oh, wow. specifically to kind of build on this and to try to I mean, Almaty is also a wonderful creative city beautiful city beautiful, beautiful city so I think you know to be a hub for creative people to to come and experiment and, and meet each other and inspire each other so I think we really want to build on that I hope next year we're kind of thinking about how to do a kind of a big a big week of British culture that'd be fantastic at, looking at film fashion other things so that, that's what we're thinking about um, and I would love to have a, a yurt um, the, the traditional Kazakh nomadic uh, tent felt tent um, with a, maybe with a small union jack on it uh, of which um, I seem to remember from the piece I did about Chinggis Khan and Borte the yurt the grand yurt wherever they went the full harem of their trusted uh, officials used to go with them I must say for someone myself who has lived sort of 20 years um, spinning distance from the Chelsea football ground by Fulham Broadway uh, station wow. <laughs> waking up in Almaty in a city that is nestled and surrounded by the most beautiful mountains mm. and here being nestled at a high elevation the monks the most beautiful what a what a glory it must be for you to wake up here every morning anyway yeah well I think Kazakhstan is the size of Western Europe and it encompasses within it amazing landscapes from desert and canyons that look like Arizona through to mountains and lakes that look like Switzerland um, and then of course the enormous vast uh, boundless step in the middle so you really can find any any kind of landscape here and and I think that's that particularly for someone coming from the UK which is a, a small and quite packed island mm-hmm. um, off the coast of Europe that is suffering the tragic loss of one of its most beloved trees I know, I know. Oh. We're, we're speaking after that beautiful tree has been cut down but I think you know the scale of Kazakhstan and the kind of the the grandeur of the landscapes and of the mountain ranges the Altai the Tian Shan the, the mountain range that separates it from China it's just I think it's a treat for any any adventure tourist looking for something for something new you should be on commission for the Kazakhstan tourist board I should, I should. <laughs> ambassador thank you so much for your such positive outlook and import into what's going on here uh, um, and we hope to hopefully see you again at some point in some future festival that Marat decides to organise oh, uh, in Kazakhstan. Marat, so I will be there. Uh, we are going to pause some music. It's been a great privilege having Ambassador Kathy Leach uh, um, join us for conversation. We're going to pause some music. You've been listening to Warren Rules on 88 FM JL. This is, of course, The London Beat.
huge warm welcome back to all of our listeners for this week's edition of the London Beat coming to you on JR FM One Wheels Live Broadcast. Here we are at the Wyndham uh, Garden Hotel. Sitting next to me is Stepan, yep. who is going to act as translator for what is uh, about to occur. And I'm talking to a very lovely lady who is over here with her two children yep. and her husband. And her name, I've got to get this right. I can't say I'm, I'm going to perfect it, but she'll tell me off if I get it wrong. And her name is Natalia Proskuryakova. Natalia, welcome to the show. <laughs> okay. Natalia is Russian, and uh, this is going to happen in a little bit of Russian and English, but I think it's a story for our dear listeners worth hearing, uh, as it's happening right here in northern Kazakhstan, which in fact is very close to the Russian border. So, let's kick things off with Natalia. <clears throat> First of all, Natalia, welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you here. I'm sorry that your two children and your husband are not here with you, but it's enough to get us all going. So... Natalia, you came here effectively to escape um, what was happening over in Russia, is that correct? Yes, it's correct. So tell me more, what, what made you come here? What made you leave Russia? Why did you leave Russia when you left? Why didn't you leave Russia six months, a year earlier? You could see what was coming up, you could see the dark clouds on the horizon, trouble was coming. Why did you leave when you left and why did you come here? I'll continue in Russian. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, I will. The beginning of the June is the time when they. Stepan, I'm going to have to ask you to speak a little uh, bit louder. A little bit louder. So, and it's clearer. Uh, okay, so June uh, 2022. Yep. Uh, Natalia, uh, her husband, and uh, their kids uh, living in Russia. Yep. Мы приехали сюда сразу в город Щучинск. So we decided to uh, go to the Щучинск, the city Щучинск. Уехали мы, потому что у мужа заблокировали доступ к сайту, через который он работает с клиентами. So we left. Uh, the main reason is um, uh, connected with the work of uh, her uh, husband. Uh, the problem is uh, that uh, sanctions they blocked uh, the site, the website, uh, which was the her husband work main work. Okay, you had to come here because it was impossible for you to continue working and living in Russia. Да, yes. это была, um, так скажем, prime reason. Yeah, prime reason, main reason. Okay. Uh, но uh, перед этим мы собирались уехать из России. Мы uh, строили планы uh, на уезд из России. But just before that, before the war. Да, перед, the war. перед тем как нет, перед тем как уже в июне окончательно ah. уехать, мы строили планы уехать из России. So uh, before the before they left Russia, they already had the plans. Uh, uh, to escape the uh, to get up the road. Very clever. I understand. So, okay, you're talking to me as an Australian, and this is going out on Australian air. You can say whatever you like <laughs> in Australia. Nobody will get you into trouble for anything. Yeah. We're thrilled that you're here, and we're thrilled that you're safe. Most of all, we're thrilled. We don't. We don't want to see anybody get hurt. That's the main thing. Yeah. You understand? I understand what you're talking about. My husband uh, has a lot of clients uh, in Australia and okay. he knows about this situation and uh, his friends in Australia uh, already talk to him about this situation. Okay. It's a very big deal for you to leave your home. 
to take your children out of school or wherever they are, yeah, and to leave Russia, yeah. But you obviously decided it was no longer possible. You could not stay any longer. Yes, it was not possible for us to stay at Russia for no longer. Right now, it's impossible to uh, grow kids normally in Russia. Там проводят разговоры о главном с нашими детьми в садиках и в школах и заставляют их поверить в причину войны. So right now there is a big propaganda company in Russia, in Russian kinder, even in kindergartens, in schools. They had they call it like the talks about the main thing. So it's like the special lessons where the teachers make the students to believe that this reasons of this uh, war is um, is, <laughs> is not useless yes yeah, so it's it was really necessary to start to begin this war uh, and it's a right thing okay here's some questions okay a lot of people in Russia support the war yes uh, I think um, yes. more than 50 percent more than yes. half uh -huh. more than half okay and it, tell me if I'm wrong. Russia being at war with Ukraine, it's a bit like in Australia. Victoria is a state going to war against New South Wales. They're the same people. Everyone has families in New South Wales, and New South Wales they have families in Mel Everyone in Russia must have friends and family in Ukraine, and Ukraine must have friends and family in Russia. It seems crazy. You're fighting yourselves. <laughs> I, I know it. <laughs> I think it was strange to go against our. Yeah, it's, it's like you're fighting your brother and sister. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, the people who believe, the people who believe the war, what do they think is going to happen? What do they see the next 12 months, five years? What do they think will happen? I don't know. I don't understand them. Uh, it's uh, uh, very strange for me, uh, the talks that I hear from them. Uh, <clears throat> today we were talking with Stepan about the reasons in Russian. Помнишь, мы с тобой разговаривали, что есть люди, там мои знакомые, которые говорят о том, что мы должны были напасть, потому что если бы мы не напали, нас бы побили, наших бы побили. В общем, вот это вот. So even Natalia have friends, real good friends, who just just after few months after the war began, they started to say things like, oh, you know, we should, we must have attacked Ukraine because. If we won't do that, uh, the Ukraine will uh, would attack us first. Okay. So, and uh, it's all the propaganda lines, and everybody just begin to represent it to repeat it. And, and uh, uh, one more reason. Please. Since since and Ukraine got its independence in 1990 something, mm -hmm. yeah, 1991. Have they been giving you lots of trouble? No. <laughs> no. No. Have they been giving anyone any trouble? No. In Russia. And one more reason. Um, in Russian, многие из моих знакомых считают, что на Украине живут какие-то злые люди, и они доставляют им много проблем. 
So it's really strange because uh, Natalia has a lot of friends who really um, think that uh, there are some monsters living in Ukraine and it's very bad for them. How can, uh, uh, where is the, uh, this inflation? So, so how, how influenced? Uh, no idea. When? It's all, uh, and also, yes, very big. Uh, part I, I of remember very clearly just before the invasion into Ukraine started. The Winter Olympics were on mm -hmm. in Russia, yeah. in China, in China. Mm -hmm. And what, what made me think, this is very strange, mm -hmm. is that the president of China and the president of Russia, they had a meeting mm -hmm. just before the Olympic Games. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. Yes. And clearly, whatever was going to happen was not going to happen when the Olympic Games were on because this has to be the main story yeah. of the world and we all have to watch Beautiful in China while the Olympic Games are on. The day after the Olympic Games had finished, all the Russian troops went into yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, moving to Ukraine. You understand? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do people not think that's rather strange? Oh. I don't understand these people. Do people, that, do people not think, oh... Those you naughty Ukrainians, they're yeah. horrible. They're yeah. oh, hang on, they're not that horrible. We have to watch the Winter the Olympics. Winter Olympic for, now we yeah. have to punish yeah. those naughty well, Ukrainians. Finally, yes. Do people not think that's a little bit odd, unusual? I don't understand them. I tell you, I tell this everybody. I don't understand what the reason. What the reason? I don't see. It. So why the uh, okay? Why they change their minds just for like two or few years? Mm. So some years ago it was a good people uh, friend of uh, friend of mine. I also had such a friends. So that's why I'm. Uh, when 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 we in the West uh -huh. were watching the Olympic Games and we could see that there are thousands of Russian mm. troops on the border. Mm -hmm. We all thought, oh, this is going to be a land grab. Mm -hmm. What we in the West understood is that Putin wanted to grab more land. This sure. is basically what it's about. Is there's no monsters in the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But the other thing which we thought was very strange, the official reason that Putin claimed he had to go into Ukraine was he called it the denazification de of yes. Ukraine. The president of Ukraine is Jewish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't make any sense either. Yes. Uh, and his parents were persecuted, persecuted. by Nazis as yeah. a Jew. Mm -hmm. What do Russians think about that? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Actually, there is a line. No, no, no. I mean, I know um, you don't. But the, what... what You you have friends. They 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 talk to you. What do they I mean, say about? What do they they must say? Oh, they're all Nazis. What what do they think? Suddenly you're living in peace with Ukraine one day. The next day the Olympic Games when we were watching, and then the next day we have to go and get those Nazis. It's ridiculous. So this is a big trouble of our nation is propaganda. Every nation. Uh, every every nation. Every nation. Uh, every you're nation. not the only one to do it. And. <laughs> They don't think that Zelensky is uh, not Nazist. He's not nationalist. They don't think about it. They only think about what they have told by from this the propaganda TV. from like the TV. Propaganda. Are you aware that Zelensky? has never even been in politics before the election. Yes. He was an actor. I yes, I know. He has, he has nothing to do with Nazi or, or any politics. Yes. He was an actor. Yes. He happened to stand and he was democratically elected. 
So what do the Russians think about that? Um, in Russian. Значит, по поводу Зеленского. So about Zelensky. Uh, it, uh, все говорят, он актер, uh-huh. к, э, играл в команде КВН, uh-huh. в общем, он шут. Uh-huh. Никто не упоминает его два высших образования, uh-huh. никто не упоминает его демократические выборы. Uh-huh. Все считают, что он шут и позер. So, uh, about Zelensky, everybody knows that uh, Mr. Zelensky is a clown. He was, um, uh, he had a team uh, which produced some comedy shows, yes, in Ukraine, then sell it to the Russian television. Uh, he played on a Russian comedy show, so on, so on, so on. But nobody said that he has uh, two, two master degrees. Yes. Yes. Uh, he's a very democratic, and he won a truly democratic fair. elections. It's fair. Yeah. So nobody knows that. Uh, everybody just know. Uh, even the uh, the Putin uh, once said that it was a plan of the Ukrainian guys so they put uh, Zelensky to the to this post of president okay. especially the first Jewish president and uh, it was uh, sp- uh, done by the Nazis to um, make some to make some we're going to pause for some music for our listeners we're going to be right back in conversation and a fascinating conversation is with our lovely friend Natalia translated by the beautiful Stepan about her story about why she is here in Kazakhstan as am I you're listening to one Wills, 88FM. This is, of course, the London Beat. Freak up. I be feeling like I'm mean now. Release the pressure, let it scream out. No need to turn the heat down. Let you freak in. All these pleasures on my reeling. Yeah, I'm breaking glass ceilings. Baby, call it freedom. Freak out. Freak out, let me feel alive, animal aside, I'm a lion in my pride, shaking up my mane, people's dilate, I cannot be tame, baby, I'm awake now, had a little nap and now I'm back, another track about the fuck, so I don't give about the lie to you, deliver, got a new sound, meow, pussy power is the vibe now, dug it down with the fake, in it for the love, not the hate, I'm a shake, shift the energy, femininity, don't be scared of me, look me in the eye, don't be shy when I show my wild side, baby, come inside of my temple, be on the physical and mental, shake your heart to make me tremble, I like it rough as well as gentle, transcendental, up and up a level find a cause from a rebel where my spirit is my guide and my body is my vessel deep down i just wanna freak out i've been feeling like i'm mean now release the pressure let it scream out no need to turn the heat down let you freak in all these pleasures i'm a reeling yeah i'm breaking glass ceilings baby call it freedom freak out Clubs and the drugs and I couldn't get enough. Now I'm howling at the moon, bang a drum to the tune. Dots around a fire, claiming my desires from myself this higher. Saw the light like Edison. Movement is the medicine. For any need saving now, it can be my own heroin. Second life recognized, I'm revived. Now I'm living every day as if I'm gonna be so free girl. I'll be feeling like I'm me now. Release the pressure, let it scream out. No need to turn the heat down. Let you freak in. All these pleasures I'm a reeling. Yeah, I'm breaking glass ceilings. Baby, call it freedom. Freak out. I've been feeling like I'm mean now. Release the pressure, let it scream out. No need to turn the heat down. Let you freak in. All these pleasures are my reeling. Yeah, I'm breaking glass ceilings. 
Sadly, dear listeners, all good things must indeed come to an end. And this week's edition of The London Beat coming live from London, of course, is no exception. Warren Wills in London, bidding you a fond farewell. And uh, from London, thanks to JB, Jordan Brown, doing the heavy lifting, and a huge thanks. Jessica Wilde, an incredible talent. You just heard her new single, Freak Out. And to be fair, this is a girl with prodigious talent, who's also an extraordinary actress. You heard of Donald Lum, and it was a story that I told in great detail in Kazakhstan to the assembled um, uh, multinational uh, committee who were there uh, about how Adil Ibrahim, the Sudanese Muslim singer, sang it uh, in Hebrew and uh, married an Israeli girl whom he met in Dahab. Both of them, once married, and these lovebirds found that they were unable to return to their respective home countries with their partners uh, because of various um, religious laws that were intact, and of course they live in London. You also heard an interview with the ambassador to Kazakhstan from the uh, United Kingdom, Ambassador Kathy Leach, who gave us a very insightful, positive, uplifting, informative account of her stay uh, as ambassador to Kazakhstan. Natalia, you heard, a Russian emigre, whom together with her two children and her husband fled um, Russia once the mobilisation got going. Uh, quite an extraordinary 13-minute interview, and I did a number of interviews with a lot of um, brave fleeing Russian emigrants who came across to Kazakhstan. Um, much more to come as we go on uh, reviews from the Royal Academy from the uh, National Gallery. Channel 4 here is showing a rather interesting um, mockumentary, Partygate, uh, which looks at uh, the um, rather ironic uh, shenanigans and carry-on uh, with the um, House of Commons, led by Boris Gate, the then Prime, uh, Boris Johnson, the then uh, Prime Minister, who uh, indulged in partying, carousing, revelry, uh, and karaoke, while the rest of the country was under severe lockdown. Uh, rather fascinating thing, Partygate on Channel 4. Spurs have created, of course they have, um, a whole scandal going on, of course, with VAR, about a goal that was disallowed for being offside, and of course it was actually OK. Um, the uh, Conservative government here have disgraced themselves very, very finely yet again by cancelling a multi-billion dollar high-speed rail connection. Congratulations to Max Whitlock uh, in the World Athletics. And, of course, uh, Simone Biles, who is back with a vengeance. Thanks to Jack Strom. Uh, producing video of a show I'm involved with for the USA uh, about taking on requests from an audience of any song in any style. Huge call-out to Marat Ahmadinejad uh, for organising with the ECG, the Eurasian Creative Guild, a number of fantastic events, not least of which was the um, festival, the Burabai Festival, which I've just come back for. I'm off to celebrate, enjoy the uh, delights and splendours of old London town here for the next week before being back on Australia's fair shores. Uh, wishing you a very fine week. Sending all much love. Uh, 88 FMJN. This, of course, is Warren Wills. Wishing you a fond farewell for this week's edition of The... A few years after God had said, and I'm 
I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, let there be light. Man created his own light show, called it Broadway, the Great White Way.
Jair, 88, FM. Jair is committed to diversity and inclusiveness for the Jewish and broader community. J-Air.com.au Step into a world of authentic Greek flavours at the Mediterranean Greek Tavern, a family business based in Elstonwick for over 22 years. Enjoy freshly grilled souvlaki, seafood or a traditional Greek banquet. The welcoming atmosphere and family-friendly environment will make you feel right at home, as if you're part of the family. Phone 9530-0396 to make a booking or to inquire about a function. The Mediterranean Greek Tavern, 511 Glen Hunt.